In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey, listeners, welcome to this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. This is your humble host, Jeff Zimfer. Welcome, welcome. I have to start counting my episodes. I know it's 200 and something, 230, 40, whatever. I don't know. I, I, I don't actually keep track, but I listen to other podcasts and I think it's pretty cool that they actually open up with their episode number. Like I'm listening to somebody else and you know, he comes on as welcome to episode 543, right? And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, so I've got to do a better job of keeping track, but I know this is at least episode 229 or 230. Let's say that. Anyway, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is you're here, you're tuning in. I appreciate you. If you're catching this around the Christmas time, I just want to say Merry Christmas, wishing you and yours a wonderful, happy holiday season. And thank you so much for your gift of time and attention, which I think is amongst the most precious of gifts that we have uh, to give to someone else is our time and our attention. So thank you very much for tuning in. This week, uh, my special episode is uh, a live stream that I was uh, privileged to be a part of. Here, here's what's happening, right? Uh, you guys may or may not know I live in Las Vegas. Moved here about four years ago from Southern California, Orange County, after I had lived there for, oh gosh, I don't know, 30 years-ish. That's where I really cut my teeth in originating, starting in 2003 as a mortgage originator. Um, and then, uh, you know, did some time working for Countrywide, for Wells, for B of A. Uh, and there's a whole long story to that, which some of which you're going to hear on today's podcast, actually, of how I got in the business. Um and what I wanted to do is share the conversation I had because I reached out to, you know, an acquaintance of mine, Alec Hansen. Alec Hansen, some of you may know from uh, his podcast, The Modern Lending Podcast. He's a mortgage professional himself. He's a SVP with Loan Depot in Orange County, California. The guy's just a rock star. He actually published a book called Bypassed, A Modern Guide for Local Mortgage Pros Left Behind by the Digital Customer. You can find that on Amazon. You can go to his website at Alec, A-L-E-C, Hanson, A-L-E-C-H-A-N-S-O-N.com. Uh, we'll put links to all this in the show notes. But I wanted to bring this conversation to you because I think it's a great conversation uh, on a number of ways. Number one, it's fun, right? Because Alec is a really fun guy and uh, you should definitely be following him on Instagram as well. We'll link up that in the show notes. That's Alec the Hansen, A-L-E-C, Alec the Hansen uh, on Instagram with his 37,000 followers and 1,300 posts. I mean, the guy's doing stuff that I want to do. I mean, I'm seeing him doing character spoofs on like... Um, Oh God, who's the guy that the, the the soccer player, Jason Sudeikis, right? Why am I blanking on that name right now? I don't know. Really unfortunate, but you got to follow him and see what he does. I mean, the guy gets naked some, well, not totally on camera, um, but he's really, really funny, but he also brings a lot of great information and value, right? Ted Lasso. That's the name. You know, you blank in the moment. It's stage fright. So you got to follow Alec. You got to listen to his podcast. We'll link that up in the show notes as well. You've got to get his book. I'm reading through his book and and I'm very impressed, right? Because you can tell when people kind of phone it in with a book. Um, this this is not a a uh, you know 
a weak attempt at a book. This is a serious book, over 240 pages, right? And there's tons of great content in here. Some of what's in here, I wish I had written, all right? Um, so kudos to you, Alec, for writing a great book. So this conversation, Alec and I actually used to work at the same company for a period of time together, countrywide, back in the day, as they say. Um, and so Alec also cut his teeth similar to the same time um, I did. He began his career origination in 2004. And I got to tell you, the guy smoked me. All right. He blew right by me because uh, he was voted rookie of, rookie of the year by Scotsman's Guide, funding over 85 million. Right. And then every subsequent year, he went on to uh, be on Scotsman's 200 top originator list, finishing his best year at 185 million. Yeah. And now, so he's an SVP for Lone Depot in Orange County. Um, and he's overseeing 7 billion in annual production. So the guy's obviously dialed in, rock star wonderful family man as well. And just a great conversation. So I wanted to bring this to you. Uh, we, what I did was I, when I was in Orange County visiting, I swung by his office slash studio. We did a live stream and I really enjoyed the conversation and the opportunity to meet with Alec. I, I am going to be ha having Alec back on the podcast in the new year where we're going to go deep on his book bypassed and, you know, get his insights in, you know, the future of the modern mortgage loan originator. So by the way, if you're not yet in our private Facebook group, go to Facebook, type in the search bar, Mortgage Marketing Radio. Um, I just might bring Alec into a live stream there. So you got to be in there to catch that live stream and all the other good stuff we're doing in that group on Facebook, Mortgage Marketing Radio. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show. What's up, Modern Lending Podcast listeners? Welcome back to another live episode of the Modern Lending Podcast. I'm your host, Alec Hansen. I'm here with Jeff Zimfer. Jeff and I go way back. You guys don't even understand. We're going to tell stories that are blow your mind. I, I was mind blown because you just forget our past. Um, Jeff's the amazing author of Disrupt or Die. He's also the uh, podcast host of the uh, Modern Marketing Radio. Mortgage no, Marketing Mortgage Marketing Radio, Radio which we'll get to because it has radio in it, which is going to throw people off. <laughs> um, Jeff and I were loan officers back in the glory days yes. down here in Southern, Orange, in Southern California in Orange County. Yep. And so um, you ever meet those kindred spirits who, who speak your same language? Um, literally I've watched Jeff's podcast for years. Um, this guy is somebody who, every time he said something, I'm like, he's thinking the thoughts in my brain, um, which is rad. It's fun mm. to see somebody who I, I start seeing the same world and, and recognizing, Hey, this is somebody who I think sees the world the way I do. Maybe he's a little broken too, <laughs> for sure. Um, which is awesome. So, uh, and then you were in Orange County. Yes. So he was like, Hey, let's just hang out. Old stomping grounds. This is rad. Yeah. yeah so man. thanks for coming on today, dude. My pleasure. I'm really honored to be here because you're crushing it here in this space. You've been leading from the front for all us people who do this loan officers as well. So I just, you know, happen to be here coming through town, Yeah. you know, live in Vegas now, moved there four years ago. And I was like, you know what? I'm coming through town. I had to hit Alec up and say, man, you want to grab a recording or something? And here we are. Well, <laughs> dude. So. Um, for those of you that are just tuning in or listening or haven't listened to any other episodes, which I don't blame you, um, this has been a series uh, on stories. Yeah. And I really, you know, I come from a family of storytellers and I think stories, you know, they were how all of, all of human knowledge was passed down with stories. That's right. how we learned. That's how we adapted. Right. And I feel like they can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. And so for the loan officers out there, um, I, I can't wait to tell some stories with you from podcasting to origination days. Um, but let's start with this. This is always an interesting one. How did you fall into mortgage lending? Wow, great question. Because um, we know only only crazy people can survive. <laughs> I know, right? Lending. Yeah, I woke up and said I want to be a lender. Right? <laughs> That's right. I was I like, here we go. That. My dream as a child is to originate <laughs> loans. I love numbers. Um, hey, some people do. <laughs> I know that's not you and me though. No. Uh, so I had a friend who uh, was working for a subprime small brokerage shop, shop down in San Juan Cap. You know where that is. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I was in transition or something and looking for, hey, an opportunity to make some money. And um, so he's like, hey, why don't you come over here? And this is before you need a license and all that kind of stuff. This yep. is 20 years ago. Yeah. Millennials don't understand. 2003, I believe it was. Um, and so I went over there and, you know, took the job and I'm working uh, internet leads, cold calling internet leads. Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Subprime lender, cold calling internet leads. And I realized after about, I don't know, 60 days into that run, I was like, hmm, I don't think this is really what I had in mind, you know, <laughs> what I want to do. And at the same time, here's the, I always love to tell this story. I was reading the magazine. Remember Mortgage Originator magazine? Absolutely. Yeah. And that was like the place me and you probably would go to look, to be inspired. Yeah. Be, I mean, it became Scotsman's Guide. So everyone yeah, knows Scotsman's Guide, right. but it was a Mortgage Originator yes. magazine from the glory days. Yeah. 
and and they would always feature these top producers. And I remember this this literally. I went to my friend and I'm showing him these articles of people that are doing 50 million, 100 million. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, look at look at these people are doing like 50 million one guy. And he goes, that's not one guy, that's a brokerage. It's all shop. Yeah. He goes, that's that's they just you know build up their numbers to make it look like that. He's he goes, there's no way one person can do that much volume. I'm like, what? So I was calling BS and then I, you know, just went upon this journey to be like, okay, I don't believe him. Number one, number two, I, I want to have a career. I don't want to be the phone jockey Fly guy, you know what I mean? Calling internet leads and stuff. So I was like, no, I want to find the truth. And I did. And so then I, you know, long and short found, uh, found my way to uh, countrywide man was the next, next. Dude, gig so there. <laughs> it's so funny to hear that story because at 23 years old, I fell into the mortgage industry and I sat at the receptionist for Kevin buddy, who we mm -hmm. both know. Yep. So you were pounding the phones yeah, yeah. and I was sitting in front of this guy who said, go out and talk to eight realtors a day or don't come back. Right. Um, but that's amazing. So how did you get out of the call center? Uh, I just started interviewing, which is funny. Now I haven't thought of that actually in forever. Um, a lot of people said no, you know, really? They're like, you have little to no experience. You've been working at a calls. Shocking, right? <laughs> uh, they're like, no, a company you... not hiring loan officer. That's amazing. Yeah. Versus like, get in here and here's some money. I, I forget how I got there, but I did get an interview. Uh, and this was before the office we were talking about earlier. There's yeah. an office in Tustin. I can't remember. Oh, I do remember the name vaguely right now. But anyway, I, they gave me a flyer. They're like, all right, hot shot. We'll give you a chance because you're so flyer. persistent. Yeah. I think I might have done some aggressive marketing to get his attention or something. <laughs> but but here's, the other moment I do clearly remember was I was given my business cards, put them on my desk. All right. Go get yourself some yeah, real. You're a loan officer. <laughs> yep. Here you <laughs> go. Congratulations. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. And that began the wonderful journey, man. So do you remember a time in that, in that origination days um, where you felt like you broke through? Because and maybe, maybe frame mm -hmm. it this way. You know, often I, I'll tell people, so I'm curious for your take too. If you're brand new mm -hmm. and you're the stack of cards kid, yeah. you know, it's six months to a year. Yeah. Right. Of just eating, you know, rice. Embrace the suck. <laughs> yeah, like you're, it's gonna be <laughs> that. Yes. So, how long did it take you to you felt, hey, I, I, I have some secure relationships now. I've broken through. For sure, it was a year. It, yeah, all in. My first year was a suck, man. It was bad. I took a HELOC out on the house. Right. Oh, you're home. You're going deep. I'm. I was all. I had no choice. Wife wasn't working. We just had our first baby. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm like, damn, we got we got a mortgage. I sense. mean, I had everything. Right. I'm like, let's go all in. Let's go. And so that was the only way I could survive is, you know, that thank God to that, that HELOC. And that bought me time to ride out that first year. And then something did click for me. Um, me personally, how I decided to build my business was through uh, classes, lunch and learns and stuff. Ooh, like I that. love that. You know, that's awesome. Because I was doing the same thing you were doing as I heard your story, which was I was doing the broker previews. Yeah. I was cold calling. Kissing and, babies. And I always like to say, does all that work? Yeah, it works, but it doesn't work systematically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You got to like, you know, sweat it out. So I don't know what happened. I, I, I don't know. You and I didn't talk about this, but prior to that, I was actually um, years ago. I worked for Tony Robbins. It was a, a seminar guy for him. Yeah. So I traveled around the country and I did seminars, like yeah. live in a city for six, eight weeks at a time and walk into all these offices with five, six other people. And we went to the car dealerships, the real estate offices, the mortgage offices. Yeah. And when I got off the road, I was like, hmm, what am I going to transition into? You know? And uh, huh. so for me, it was mortgage. And then well, so all of a sudden something happened. I was like, why am I busting my ass cold calling and door knocking? I'm like, why don't I get 10 realtors in a room and just teach them something? something that they would find valuable. So what was the first class? I don't remember. It was probably, <laughs> it was probably marketing related for sure. Uh, but it's something that I still do to this day. Yes. And it's something that, as you know, a lot of LOs do. And yes. it works. Yes. You know, so. Yeah. I like that angle. Bring them, in, bring them to you. Stop going to them. Right. Yeah. Um, so did, did you have a core class that you taught uh, that you remember that was just like, this was my bread and butter? Well, as you know, this was before the internet, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So hold on. For everyone out there that's getting all judgy. Okay, we had Nokia phones. Yeah. And we had uh, a Thomas Guide and MapQuest printer. Thomas Guide, baby. That's what we had. Yeah. So I know you got the internet and the world in your hand. This this was like, oh, no. there's no way to get a hold of anybody. Nope. You know, pagers had just died. But yeah. like, yeah. this, it, yeah. It, yeah. So people getting, are, some people right now are like, what's a pager? Oh, God. You know? <laughs> Buckle up, children. <laughs> no, you're right. Those were the glory days when you had no choice but to physically get in front of somebody. Yeah. Other than the phone. So you would go to their offices then? Oh, man. And yeah. Just invite people to. 
Yeah, I would go. I'd do flyer drops. I teamed yeah. up with Title Escrow Home Warranty a lot. Course, yeah. Right, get a Which team. Still works today. Weird. Uh, all right. People exist, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> There's people out there. <laughs> if you just find them, they'll be willing to help you. Um, so yeah, it was block and tackle. It was a lot of just, you know, get out there. I, I love the saying from the military, embrace the suck, because yeah. I think that's what it is yeah. for a period of time. And then what happens is you start to, I know you talk about this, is you start to build a brand. Yeah. You start to become known as, you know, not the average LO in town who's always pitching rate. And remember faxing rate sheets? You go to these offices and there's rate sheets all over the place. And I'm like, what, yep. is, what is that game, right? Yep. So to your point earlier, you said you bring them to you instead of you chase them. Uh, I mean, I did it all, right? And then I was just like, you know what? I'm, I, I hold a hold a class. There's 10 people. And they get meetings with three or four. And then you do another one. You get meetings for three or four. And out of that, you get two or three who start to develop. And then a year later, you got 15, 20 yep. realtors who you can count on two, three deals a month yep. from. And then you've, you've broken through. Yeah. Now, now it's referral business and, right. and expansion. Yeah. And that was, like we said, before the internet. <laughs> well so I'll, let's go this direction for a second because i love the fact that you're still holding on to the radio moniker in <laughs> oh, your podcast yeah, brand right. yeah um and so what this is one of the things that i'm I'm jealous about with guys like jeff is you know they they saw things ahead of their time mm. um you know uh, because like david lincoln's been doing quote podcasting yeah. for 30 years right you know so so what caused you to go in that direction with your business with your strategy how, how did you i mean what was the did you have an aha moment did you see what, what yes. did you see uh the tr truthful honest answer was i started trying to do videos on youtube in 2006 yes and it was hard god i wish i would have done that <laughs> i know right i did it i just didn't do the right kind of videos <laughs> so it was hard i had my camcorder yeah like, I, and this was back when i was traveling and stuff and uh, i would go to i'd be in a hotel room just like this i'd have the tripod set up oh yeah and i'm trying to record my videos and my little snippets and then i like i gotta upload it and everything that goes with video i'm like this is hard brutal wow and i'm like what can i do that's actually easier than this and i was like shit i could just record audio right yeah that's pretty easy <clears throat> Turn on a microphone on your laptop thing, whatever, and boom, record an audio. And now I can actually get my mess. So that is truthfully why I pivoted off of video to audio back then. And at the same time, um, you know, when you're on a journey, like you and I, we sweat it out. We've had to figure it out the hard way. And you, I know, also interviewed a lot of successful LOs early on to yeah. find out how, what are you doing? I was on a similar journey. And I think a lot of people are too. I was at this place for whatever reason. Okay. So I went through 2000, we went through 2008, all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, uh, and I just was at this place of like, when, when it got really bad tight at B of a, when it was just like, you couldn't breathe without asking for permission. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I want to originate, but I want to stay in this industry and do something. Yeah. So for me, it was the pivot back to like my real, I think, core and passion which is training educating speaking coaching all that so that was the moment for you then i was going to ask yeah. when did the transformation moment happen for you when you got into more coaching leadership mentoring i always wanted to have a platform yeah to be honest with you i always saw myself as being an author one day yeah. having my own show or whatever yeah brand and i saw that as the pivot because i could take this expertise or experience that i think i you know developed uh and then take my natural i think innate abilities to find what really works by interviewing talking to people and just bring people solutions that's all i wanted to do i wanted to bring people solutions and for me the podcast was the vehicle to do that and so i got really curious right and i just started calling people up and i'm going hey would you be um on would you be open to an interview well so i want to talk about that we yeah. gotta unpack that because sure. there are i, I don't think um, I, I think podcasting is an, an amazing vehicle for personal branding, mm -hmm. for um, driving deeper relationships, for bringing on guests, right. um, for just uh, as a social media strategy, because you can just continue to share moments that don't have to be from you. Right. You know, you can yes. bring on smart people yes. and let them just talk. And then they just <laughs> they, they drop nuggets and you're just like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm associated to this intelligence. Right. So, right. So how, what was it like in the early days for you? Because I know there's somebody out there thinking, God, I, I, I should probably do something here. Um, Mm. you just calling people yeah man I was calling people emailing people and I, I let me tell you what i got a lot of no's I what what they say why they say no though just curious they like, just said no just that's it <laughs> well you didn't get like i don't understand why no. you're doing this you some people did say that yeah some people didn't because you were it. early yeah you were yeah. so early i could see people being like nah that's weird that was it was january uh, five years ago whatever the math is on that it'll be six years come 2022 yeah so yeah early on there was a lot of no uh a lot of people thought I was the scam.
They didn't understand yes. the angle. That's what it was. That's awesome. What's the angle? You're like, just when you interview, you just get some wanna, knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Isn't that so funny? Not today, right? You're like, oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'll, I'll kind of, I still think there's people out there that are like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh -huh. It's not for me. What's your angle? Why do you want to have me on? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because I, some people were like, how much does it cost? <laughs> I'm like, that's when you know you kind of made it a little bit. Like, you're like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that right. was a while back. You know, you get a lot of skeptics, you get a lot of people who, even still today, right? People don't get the whole digital media platform thing. Like, I don't see why that you would do that. Doesn't make sense. But it was hard early on, for sure. Had to take a lot of, a lot of no's. And so I just got online, did a lot of research, started Googling people. Um, but yeah, it's not like everybody said, yeah, let's do this. No, no, man. Mm -mm. People still say no today. Yeah. You know, I, it, sometimes it takes a year to get somebody on the show. Yeah. You know how it is. So six years of this, mm -hmm. um, you still call it a radio, which I love. That was like, <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> just what name of your show. It's fine. It's I thought it was like audio. Yeah. I'm thinking radio. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. You know? And I, I guess that you're saying it was a smart move. All right. <laughs> well, so what have you, what did you learn? What have I learned? Yeah. What stands out from that, all the six years of, of building this thing um, from a business development perspective, personal growth, um, relationship building, what, what, what stands out? Um, mm, mm. I've learned that if that, that if you just, I don't know, I don't want to sound cheesy or cliche. I was, I was going to say, if you just show up and add value, right. I mean, something like that, but that just sounds sometimes so someone just needs to hear it again and again and again until they finally wake up to it though. So it's okay to be a little bit cheesy if the language is right. In my opinion, I guess, I mean, trust your gut, you know, I like that. Like, what do you really want to do? I'm, I'm let me try to formulate this in a sentence It's because, you know, I think, uh, what are you trying to build? Who are you trying to be? How are you trying to show up in the world? Yeah. You know, cause that was, those were the questions that were driving me. And that's all I wanted. Like, I didn't have a game of like how I'm going to monetize this or this is going to be a money maker. That's for me. important. Okay, so that's that's yeah. really important because I'll, you can you can tell mm -hmm. immediately because I I feel like they're showing up with a lack of authenticity. Yeah. When their end game is some kind of manipulation, some right. kind of monetization, where right. it's like, oh, like if I right. and and I I feel like they their voice in the podcast gets lost and yeah. I and I I just can't you, you, you can hear an can't agenda. feel it with them anymore. Right. So I like yeah. that angle. I, I appreciate that angle. Well, I mean, it's still the case, right? It's like, I, I've never taken, every once in a while you get somebody calling, hey, you you take ads or a sponsor or something. And I'm like, no, I don't. Uh, even though it's <laughs> it's been interesting. Because uh, so far, to be honest with you, I haven't, it's been like hard money lenders, whatever. I'm like, nah, that's not, that's not what I'm going for. I get it. Um, it's not the brand you're looking for. For me, it's just a place to show up and serve. And, and, and I know that sounds, I think it sounds cheesy. I don't know. Sure. To, to a lot of people who think that's BS, but I don't, now you just recently met Gary Vee and I'm sure Congrats on that, by the way. Thanks, Amazing friggin' feather in the cap. But um, I'm sure the one thing you would know for certain being around Gary is he is no bullshit. He is, sorry if I'm, he no, is. He cussed way more than you are, so That's true, he did, he did, thank you. Um, he is coming from here, Yeah, 100%, you know what I mean? And that's like Wine Library TV and how he started all that kind of stuff. There was a little bit of the old like, hmm, I'm wondering this could probably turn into something for the liquor store. Yeah. But right, he showed up and just really wanted to like and still today, his content I think is all about serving. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of his key to success too. And I think that's part of the key to your success over the years and and staying consistent, but also staying true to what you wanted it to be. Well, let me ask you, why did you start the podcast? um because this thank is you this is going Welcome to both to our modern lending podcast this is going to both our audiences alec hansen modern lending podcast let's go <laughs> <laughs> um i i think it was i i started my entire digital journey and everyone that's heard me before is probably puking because they've heard this a million times <laughs> nope um but in 2018 when the mortgage world was ending yeah the consolidation was happening right margin compression was gigantic it was going to be this great, I call it the great consolidation mm. that I feel like, you know, in, in the, the crisis created this fragmentation of the industry with all of these, I don't want to call them micro companies, but smaller mortgage companies that have gotten bigger over time. Right. That just became into existence because there was a void. Right. And every, everything was destroyed and absorbed by banks and right. they, they don't mortgage lend well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I predict and continue to predict incorrectly <laughs> that at some point <laughs> there's going to be this consolidation where they just can't play at that level anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, because of the requirement for technology, the requirement for for uh, scale to maintain mm -hmm. margin. So it's just a personal viewpoint. 
but I'm like, it's happening. 2018, I'm like, this is happening. Mm. And the other thing that I saw happening, which was a little bit terrifying to me, um, was, you know, I'm, I'm a street kid mm-hmm. in mortgage. Yep. You know, I, I was door to door, belly right. to belly, driving with map crush printouts, right, right, trying right. to find the next open house, <laughs> pissed off when there's a title rep there, not the realtor I wanted to see, <laughs> you know, yes. going, putting on my suit and tie on Saturdays and Sundays and going to open right. houses, right. trying to get appointments. And what I've, what I saw in 2018, um, was this, the, the death of that person, that, that salesperson, mm. because the consumer was just changing. We were all changing so rapidly mm-hmm. into this internet first society, mm-hmm. cell phone driven, touchscreen, you know, smartphone. And, and, you know, the multiple listing service was private Yeah, in our glory days. Right. Yes. So as a consumer, you got to go to the hot sheets on a Saturday and open it like to, you couldn't see what was for sale. You didn't know right. shit. You needed a realtor. Yeah. No, you had to have a realtor. And since mm-hmm. they, they controlled knowledge, they controlled a lot of, a lot more influence than today when knowledge is more widespread. And so I just, I, I was, you know, thinking that my people were in trouble. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So you lo- wanted to show up and serve too. Well, well, so, so yes. And then I saw, so I realized loan officers needed to show up. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I was, I, I woke up mm-hmm. and I, and I, and literally I told the story with Gary on Gary's podcast, but I'm, I went for a run, grabbed a coffee. I'm listening to Gary's podcast and he says the same shit over and over again. Right. And it just must've been the moment I needed to hear it where he was right. like, you know, the brand is going to matter. You're, it's going to matter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is so true for the loan officers that I serve, for for the people that I lead, for our industry. And then I looked around and I was beating the drum. You got to get on social. You got to get on video. You got to get out there and be comfortable in this new medium where people are consuming content, right? podcasting. And then I looked around and I was doing none of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, what, what kind of a hypocrite am I if I'm telling someone to do something and I'm not willing to do it? Right. Right. And so I, I dove into the space. I did a hundred videos in a hundred days yeah. as a test to figure this out, to, to stay committed to something to just, sure. I'm going to do something. And you know, it lacked a ton of direction. It was very scattered. It was one topic and then randomness, <laughs> but, but through that process, I started to learn a ton of different things and validate a lot of other things that I've been told by people that even listened to some of your early stuff where I was like, okay, this is, this is, I'm right. Mm-hmm. This is, this is happening. Right. And so that was the birth of the bundling podcast because I figured if I'm going to tell people I think they need to look at podcasting as a potential medium for them, mm-hmm. but I, I was never going to try it. Mm-hmm. Well, who am I? Yeah. And, and maybe my podcast at some point ends because it, it's not for me. Maybe my, 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 my I, I, there's a great loan officer in Vegas who um, found his medium in YouTube. Yep. Sean? Yeah. Yep. I mean, so he, he figured it out. So he, he doesn't podcast anymore. It wasn't his. It didn't. It didn't. Right. Fit yeah. his voice. And he recently changed his content too. Yeah. From lifestyle to more financing related. Well, and that's my point is like, I feel like you got to be in the water to figure out exactly. where you're going to play. Yeah. That's such a good point too. For anybody who gets hung up on like, how, where do I start? Uh, it's just, you just have to start. And, you know, like you said, get in the water and start swimming and you'll figure out your path, you know? Yeah. So that, that was how this podcast started, you know, and then I did, I did, but maybe you did, but I, you know, I called people that were safe that I knew they couldn't say no people that worked right. at Lone Depot. I'm like, you can't uh, say no, yeah. <laughs> you have to come on my show. Um, but, but again, it was just putting reps in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, trying to figure out what do I want this to be? Yeah. What should it be? Did you know though, it was going to be as creative as it is? Like you've got all your characters and stuff like that. Like, you know, did you have a vision in your head of like, no. dude, I get to be crazy and silly. Let your real personality come through. <laughs> um, that I think that, that I had that, that became, I think that's part of the journey too. Yeah. I think at some point the the layers start to slough off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you get more comfortable. Yeah, where right, you're kind of right. like, you know what? I'm I'm more comfortable in my skin now. I'm a little more comfortable in my skin now. Because that's part of you, really. Oh, huge! All that that the crazy stuff you do. Oh, I'm a, I'm the biggest which is, dork, which nerd is funny as hell. All by the time. Way. I just have to Thank say, you. it's not. First of all, I don't think everybody can do it. Like yeah. I heard you say, uh, like if you're the engineer type guy who wants to run the the analysis, yeah. you know, all that. If you want to do that, cool, that's you. But if you're the personality guy who wants to put on a, a friggin' king's costume with a crown, <laughs> <laughs> then do that too. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I I think we all have a unique voice to to yeah. give to a unique audience, right? That yeah. that is going to be attracted to that. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, if I'm not living that authentically in my own voice, then how dare I tell somebody else to do something? Mm. And have you have you seen? Have you been able to convert anybody? Yeah, well, in their own ways. Mm-hmm. So, like, I kind of, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this too, because you, you brought up the hybrid loan officer earlier, mm-hmm. which I, you know, digital local type of thing. Right. I totally agree with it. 
Um, I, th- I believe that a lot of loan officers in our industry are waking up mm-hmm. and, and I, I wouldn't attribute it to, to, you know, Alec Hansen did, the did it. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think that maybe I'm part of the narrative. I think sure. maybe they, I'm part of maybe their experience somewhere. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that people are starting to figure out um, there's, there is this thing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a, a billion dollars in marketing being spent on TVs and the internet to, to tell the consumer that the local mortgage professional is irrelevant. Mm. And so, I mean, it's real. Mm-hmm. You just watch the commercials and you're like, well, that's, that's, a, that's insulting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, I think people are starting to figure it out now they're uh, and they're messing up and they're doing it wrongly. And then they're trying to pivot hopefully. And, but, but that's, I love that. Do it yeah. wrong all day long. Right. So when was your first insight into this hybrid that you called it this digital local? Um, my answer to that, I'm always going to be hundred percent honest is, is the way I'll answer that or frame that is I never believed it was going hundred percent digital. Um, I think, there will be those options for people who want that, but but that's not everybody. Yeah. Because I think where I started to get uh, agitated was when I started seeing people create these comparisons of like using Uber and the taxi industry and the disruption there. You know what I mean? And then they parallel par- parallel that over to real estate or whatever. And I'm like, it's not the same thing. Yeah. Like, no. and you probably have heard this comparison where it's just like disrupting a $20 taxi ride is not the same as disrupt disrupting a half a million dollar purchase. Yeah. People aren't going to make this and want to go just this. Yeah, and, 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 and the yeah. data proves it, you know? So what, what's this about the book? Oh, that's about. And why, why'd you do what this? What is that about? Why'd you do this? Why, why, did, <laughs> why did you write a, a book? Okay, so that you're audio guy, and now you're into written word well, guy. Look, I'm not. I'm not completely, you know, thick in the skull. <laughs> I do understand the value of having a book for credibility. Sure, you know what I mean. Absolutely, for sure. So that is um, put it put it this way: it's two two pronged approach. One is if you're building a platform, building a brand, you need to have some assets, right? A way for people to engage with you. Uh, and let's just face it: having a book is instant credibility. We all know that. So I'm like, okay, I understand the game I'm playing. I've yeah. got to have some credibility. Um, but also it was a way for what I wanted to tell the story. There was back to what I just said, which was surviving and thriving in the digital real estate shift is not just about, you know, hyperbole about digital and go all in on digital and you gotta be on video and all these things people just throw out there randomly. You know, I'm like, there's more to it than that, you know? And it isn't just that it is, you know, this term, the hybrid loan officer, which is the new book. Uh, nice, <laughs> nice. Put myself out there right now. Yeah, just declare it. Yeah, there it is, baby. Um, so I really, for for me again, it's I wanted to tell the truth. So in there is like interviews I did with agents, loan officers about how they're succeeding both with digital and still the quote old school relationship referral, past client stuff. It's a blend of both. And to be honest, I just got tired of like it being like all digital, all digital. Yeah. And I'm talking to people who are succeeding who aren't all digital, right? They're succeeding with the relationship side of things. And so yeah. that was kind of the motivation. Dude, I, I, I love that. I, I've always been uh, said they're not mutually exclusive. Right, exactly. You know, we talk about social media and I'm like, this is additive. This is mm-hmm. not replacing your relationships. Right. This is not tell, you know, yeah. throwing away. Um, you know, and everyone hears you know, me say that analogy of um, realtors losing influence. And, and what I mean by that um, is the customer is taking more and more control of the process. Um, mm-hmm. but by no means does that make a realtor irrelevant. No, no, they, they, I, I still see tons of realtors with massive amounts of control on a oh, transaction. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I see some that have no control and a, and, I want, and a customer does walk in with a quick and, you know, pre-approval and they just accept it and move on. Well, I spent a lot of time, um, kind of doing research in the field. I follow a lot of people who then I like grab their info and make me yeah. look really smart. But, you know, I usually credit them where possible. You, you use that trick too, huh? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Shoulders of giants. Shoulders of giants. <laughs> I just got to stand on your shoulder. I'll give you credit. But I, I think the future of the, of the industry is is simply more fragmented. That's it. Are realtors going away? No. Are, are consumers going to have more options for how they acquire the, that piece of Yes. I mean, one of the new models Great. I'm seeing is, um, you know, the referral fee model. Like we just saw with Zillow. Dude, it's, it's, it's real. Yeah. So the iBuyer thing for Zillow, dead, gone, yep. right? We don't know what's going to happen yet with open door, but, or offer pad, but we're seeing that that's a difficult model to sustain. Yep. But what the, I think is the, the next version of the models with these, this model, they call the power buyers. Yeah. You've heard of these, yep. right? These people like orchard and, um, what's the, other, I can't remember the other one right now, but, uh, Landis, Landis, 
There's a few. There are always some some sprucing up. They got tons of money. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is say, let me get to the buyer first. And I'm going to find the property that you want to buy. And oh, by the way, like you don't even have to move out of your current house yep. or we'll, you know, all kinds of options they're going to do. Bridge them, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, bridge them, exactly, to get to the buyer first. And so I saw the stat that Tom Ferry put up the other day in one of his uh, events and that he sees the future of the market is small sliver FISBO, roughly 50% agents, the other 50% will, all those transactions will have a referral fee component to it whether it be from a big company or something else you know yep what what a what an evolution to the process yeah um so what going back to your comment about um digital local mm -hmm. what do you think a loan officer needs to do today to be relevant yeah great question um i think they really first of all need to show up and, and create a place where they can engage, create an audience. I was at this uh, conference a few weeks back and I designed this whole presentation, which was called Defeat the Disruptors, because that's what they asked for. <laughs> and uh, and it was all around, how do you as a mortgage originator stay relevant? And and a lot of it is like kind of what we talk about, which is, you know, who, who can you serve? Don't be everybody, be for somebody. Yep. Who are you choosing to serve and what problems will you solve? And then where are you gonna show up online, right? Where's, where's going to be your destination? Is it going to be Instagram? Is it going to be LinkedIn or whatever? You know, you've got to show up someplace and build an audience. And you also have to build that audience offline because you don't own any of that. Yep. You know, Facebook was down for eight hours a few months ago. I loved it. <laughs> the world panicked immediately. <laughs> TikTok was blowing up. No one had right. to go. What do we do? I only go here. What do we do now? Um, I don't know. Do we go for a walk or go to the park? Or... <laughs> We're zombies. So I think you know, to, to get back to your question is show up, build your own audience, right? Build your personal brand. As you said, be known for something for, to someone, yeah. uh, in particular, and then, um, just do an amazing job for people. Like how, during your sales process, how many moments of, of that, like surprise and delight yeah. are there? Uh, very little. Yeah. It's very transactional. Yeah. You know, well, I'll right. call you when the appraisal's in, you call them when their appraisal's right. in, right? You didn't. You, okay. What, how are you differentiating against the big box lenders, you know, for example, yeah. that's, that's why they're going to choose you. That's why I think a lot of the smart lenders are, are leaning on financing as far as how do I lead with education on financing is how to use real estate to build wealth. Yep. Is this the right mortgage for you? Right. The total cost analysis type stuff, yep. right. Yep. All that kind of jazz. Um, let me, let me go this direction for sure. a minute. One of my questions that I've asked this whole season mm -hmm. was um, share a transformate transformative experience that you've had in your life. Now, before you go out, because there's probably many, because <laughs> yeah, um, right. most humans have a lot. They're, you know, right. the coach yes. that said something, whatever. Um, but, but here's the vein I want you to try to try to layer it in on. You know, the, my audience, loan officers, mm -hmm. in market professionals. So I want this story to be as relevant or helpful to those people as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, you've had a ton of life experiences thrown at you. Wow, you like damn. These are like hard questions, hard hitting man. questions. I mean, <laughs> I it, get a drink. It, it, yeah, it's right there. That's, that's vodka. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean, it could it could it could be as simple as you know the glory days of origination and, and that that the the meeting that changed your life that is still as relevant today as it was that time it happened. It, it could be a you know the experiences you've had going digital and get, getting on to um, podcasting and where that's taken your career and yeah. helped build a platform and set you on a direction that you that that was where you really wanted to go. And you've done a ton of stuff. There's, there's like, so there's like three or four things floating through my head. And then thinking in the context of your audience, um, and I'm trying to choose which one is the most relevant because I'm thinking of two. So let me start with this one. Um, you know how and maybe you found this to be true, and I don't know what the mix of your audience is—is is it new versus seasoned or a blend? I get, a I get some both. Get, get some both. Um, I don't know about you, but like when I was first, was first out there calling on realtors, I was uh, nervous. I was. Yeah. Um, were I feel you? you on that one. Yeah. Were you kind of intimidated? <laughs> oh, I drove away. I tell this story all the time. I, I I finally pull up to the number one producer in Orange County in Newport Beach. Yeah. And I look in the house and he's there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you drive first away. time. 23 years old. First time I ever met this person. Uh-huh. And I put on jock jams. Uh -huh. and I'm trying to get fired up. Pumped up. Trying to get like slapping my face. <laughs> and then I just put it in drive and just take <laughs> off. You couldn't do it. Couldn't even go in, Jeff. I couldn't even go in and say hi. Right, right. 
I didn't have to bring a flyer. I didn't have to right. sell anything. I just had to go yeah. say like, I'm Alec. I uh, here's my card. <laughs> even not even give a card. Right. Oh my God. I couldn't do it. Really? So talk about fear and nervousness, man. I, I, I feel you hundred percent. So right, well, we- let me hold on. Let me flip it around. Because this is our show, we're mutually interviewing each other. So how? So you went back, or how did you get? How did you get no, over that fear and um, intimidation? I I knew on the other side of that was the opportunity. I knew it okay. in my soul, and I, I think like you don't know that you can never face down your fears. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm I was very insecure growing up. I was bullied. I mm-hmm. had you know I was I was I, I still have the the chirping of the the fear of rejection and the mm-hmm. insecurity I mean it's all still in the yep. the, the the reptilian brain mm-hmm. I deal with it all the time still mm. um, now I'm older and I have more things to help me manage it um, but I knew on the other side of this was the opportunity mm. that is transformative and I'm competitive and I don't like to lose mm-hmm. so I feel like I had a unique engine that helped me face it but everyone's got to face it with whatever the tools they got. Mm. And so the way I did it was I tried to hack the game. I stopped. I didn't sell anything. Because mm-hmm. if, if I'm not selling anything, if I never ask you for a meeting, no you can't tell me no. Right, right. It's really easy. <laughs> now, I, I knew somewhere that I'd have to have a meeting at some point. I'd yeah. have to come to the rejection line at some point. Right. But I was like, well, let, that'll be later. <laughs> and, you know, I lived very simply. I had a one bedroom, single apartment. You know, like I, I, I didn't, I, I drove a Honda Civic, yeah. you know, that I, my dad, God bless him. He, he paid it off for me when I graduated college as my gift. So I, I, had, I had very little expense. Wow. And so I just I, I, I just went in and introduced myself. That's it. I didn't bring a card. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring a flyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned real quickly, by the way, that I had to introduce myself as a lender because I went in on a weekend, introduced myself, and the guy thought I was a buyer. I spent an hour touring around the house. Never could talk to that realtor again. Never. <laughs> Love it. Just could never talk to him again. So <laughs> I just, I realized that um, I just had to, I just had to, say hi mm. and my name's alec wow and how's the market and i hate small talk because yeah. i don't do well at that either but i just had to figure out what to do and then you know i train this now to a lot of people who face the same demons because over the over time what happens simplistically is you know the fifth meeting the sixth meeting it's instead of saying hi i'm alec they go hi alec mm. when you walk in the door mm-hmm. and so you would go back over and over again oh my god i had the top 100 agents in my act database <laughs> Um, where I'd print labels myself and stick them myself. Folks, this is the 1990s. Yeah. And, and I, 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 so anytime there was a broker preview or an open house for those top agents, I was there. Really? Yeah. Every time. I, I would walk in every similar time. Thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And walk in every time. And so by the seventh, eighth, tenth time, 15th time, they knew my name. I wasn't, I, I want to say I wasn't a threat to them because I, I didn't sell them anything. I never pressured them for a meeting, asked them what lender they use. So I became, Mm. a respected person at least they they knew i was hustling yeah yeah that's what it was right there they knew you're hustling and the fact that you weren't pitching either because nope. they didn't like that pitch you just said something like they weren't hustling i remember i don't know if you remember uh michael devar michael clifford group here in socal yes Christian Viejo, right so michael yes. devar, um they knew you were hustling he i became his his in-house lender simply because i just did everything you said and i showed up and i never pitched and then uh, i went he was interviewing in-house lenders and he goes, I know who you are. You're at all my broker previews and broker opens and I won the deal. Yep. You know? So, yeah. So, so I'll tell you, so I'll tell you my, one of my transformative moments in that time. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the best agents in, in orange County, he, he, he works on Balboa Island. His name's Mm -hmm. Don Abrams. I don't know if you recognize that. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Still, still in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he was an ex, uh, litigating attorney turned real estate broker owner mm-hmm. and d- did his own deals mm-hmm. uh, running his own little shop okay. and he he kills it on bubble island he does all the business down there mm-hmm. a huge market share leader and so i go thursday to a broker preview in newport friday he had a, a listing in costa mesa which was another city for broker preview i go to that one mm-hmm. saturday i go to an open house sunday I go to another one of those open houses he's at every one wow so i hit this guy four days in a row <laughs> and hopefully not the same suit i don't even remember <laughs> Probably I only had like two suits. And one time he made fun of me for wearing a suit to Balboa Island because he said, no one down here has a suit on. This is shorts. <laughs> and, and he's like, what are you doing? Yeah, and I yeah. go, I, I'm, that's all I got, dude. Right, I, right. I, I'm, have you seen me? I'm 23. <laughs> and uh, so I remember the fourth time I walk in on Sunday, he, he looks me and he, go, he goes, Alec. And I go, Don, nice to see you. And he stops me and he goes, are you going to come to every single one 
of my broker and open houses. Mm. And I was like, oh no, this is it. This is my moment. I hate this moment. This is what I've been trying to avoid. And, and he's forced the moment where I have to tell him, you know, I'm, I'm hunting him. Right. And so I tell him, yes, somehow I'm sure my voice cracked. Mm -hmm. And then he, he gave me the biggest grace and the, and the, and a defining moment for my career. And he laughed and he said, it took my last loan officer two years to earn my business. Keep showing up. Wow. It's great to see you. Mm. Interesting. And one of the things that I teach and coach to and, 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 and just share with people is you never know what's going on under the surface for these big agents. Right. Yeah. They're, they're real. Their loan officer could be a piece of crap. Right. Right. And has, and has been and acting entitled and not calling them back promptly and not doing, not being available because you don't, you don't know, but they don't tell you that. No, no. And so six months later, he called me on a weekend sitting with a customer and needed a prequel letter because he didn't tell me this time, but he, he wasn't able to get a hold of his long-term partner sure, right. and he was losing his mind. And then he gave me that first deal and I closed 30 million a year with him wow. for the next five years. Really? Jeez. Just, Jeez. you know, so they just t talk about. Yeah, That's a, so you, it's funny, you, a similar transformational moment. I'm glad you went there. I'm sure everybody watching is glad too, because they can learn a lot from that. But the, the similar thing I was going to say was this was actually just happened to me last week. Um, I met with a, one of the top real estate agents in Las Vegas. She's top hundred or higher than that. Year to date, she's sold 160 homes. Jeez. <laughs> right? Yeah, she's working. Yeah, she's working. And she's just so well known and the brand, you know, all this kind of stuff. So there's a little bit of the intimidation and everything. Hell yeah. And um, she walks in, she pulls up in a red Panamera, right? Perfect. Right. She comes in, she's got leather pants, leather knee-high boots. Leather earrings down to her oh, shoulder. I can't even deal with it. No, I know. <laughs> like the whole, what you would usually expect, yes. right? Dude, nicest person in the world. Nicest person in the world. It was totally gracious and arms open. We hugged at the end. Rad. You know what I mean? And I'm just, the, my, my, my point is a transformative story is like we get so worked up and intimidated. About, oh my God, this big agent. Yeah, absolutely. We do. And we tell, yeah. Make and, bad and assumptions. Here's so so the moral of the story is like don't prejudge, right? And yeah. most of the agents I've found at that level, I know there's some some egos. Sure. Yeah, there's some there's some asterisks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But like you said, you never here they're also struggling with how do they continue to to, to grow yeah, their business. Figure it out too. They're the sometimes the most open minded people there are. Yeah. You know. So if you can bring them something that's, and this is what, you know, you and I always showed up with is like, you know, now today it's like, you can send them a series of videos of like, like, let me help you like, you know, get more consumers on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. You know? So. Well, let me ask you this as we wind down yeah. here. Um, thanks for your time today. It's been super fun. Thank you, man. For, but let's not uh, blow out of here without talking about your book. Okay. So, people are going to see and hear this bypassed bypassed. I love the hashtag bypassed swipe. Right. So tell me about this. A modern guide for local mortgage pros left behind by the digital customer. So tell me about this. Why did you write this? Um, similar to your, to your view, uh, to, your, to your answer, um, mm -hmm. I felt like I had a lot that I wanted to um, get out. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt Not like I had a lot. Yeah, a, some, a lot too much sometimes. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I felt like I had this, this information that yeah. I want, I needed to share. Yeah. And so I was trying to figure out how to do that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I developed the internal training platform for Loan Depot. Um, I started to um, kind of condense the thoughts into more of a, a process. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that, and that was what born this. Mm -hmm. um, and I, 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 I donate 100% of the profits to Freedom Alliance to support our veterans because mm -hmm. the for, for all everyone that's been in the mortgage industry and that's had levels of success, mm -hmm. um, it's been good to us. Right, right. And so this is this is almost like a I I don't need the proceeds from this. I right. want people to thrive in our space. I don't want in market professionals who I love and are are wonderful caregivers of the of a, of the home buyer mm -hmm. to to be bypassed, to be you know discredited. Yep. Um. Their 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 consultative wisdom matters. You know their experience levels right. matter. Yep. Um. You're you're taking on one of the largest debts of your life. We know what happens when you get bad when you do bad loans. Mm-hmm. We, we watched the almost yeah. the world go down. Yes. So we know how important this this moment is, this consultative experience mm -hmm. is. Um, and so I was like, hey, I got to get this into this format. Mm -hmm. um, and that that was what really drove me to to put this into paper. That's cool. So it was a passion project. 
yeah yeah and and you know the same stuff too i i it i i i feel like if you got something to say you should say it and if it's worth it people will buy it yeah exactly and i love it man congrats i'm sure it wasn't easy i know writing a book isn't easy no the hardest part and this is hysterical was i'm an audiobook guy mm. huge audiobook guy mm -hmm. um and so i wanted to have an audiobook version of this right and i decided that i would read it myself because the mark yep. Uh, Mark Randolph, who uh, was the first CEO of Netflix, mm -hmm. narrated his own book called That Will Never Work, which is mm -hmm. incredible. Mm -hmm. And I love listening to it because I got to listen to the guy right. tell right. his story. Right. And um, nothing makes you feel dumber than trying to read your own book. <laughs> Mikey was in the studio with me. We How long? It took us months because I really? just could, I'd read a page. I couldn't do it. I read. I like. I get stuck on a paragraph or a sentence, and like I'm I'm out. I quit. We're gonna start it tomorrow. Like <laughs> I just lose your mind. It, did you get it done? It's done. It's done. Well, it's unaudible. better than me. I haven't even done it. It's brutal, dude. It was just hours in the studio with the mic and a headset yeah. and you have to read at a slower pace and you just want to kill yourself. Right. Because you're like, I, that, I should change this. It could sound better. Oh, that's the worst <laughs> part. Is that when you, you realize that one of the sentences is dumb, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I got to read it like that now. I definitely want to get the book and read it. So, and we're going to make sure that when my audience is listening to this, we're going to put links. You make sure you get me one. Thank links you. To, to where the book is and all your shows and all that. All right. Final question for the yes, group. Sir. I love this question. Okay. If you were sitting down in front of a brand new originator and a 30 year veteran, Mm -hmm. And you got a few minutes with them to give them advice. Mm -hmm. What are you going to share to those two people? Oh, jeez, man! Seriously? Yeah, like, like it, I know. Should have like you gotta, and you got to hit. You got to <laughs> <laughs> uh, brand new originator, thirty year vet. And what advice would I give each of them? Or, yeah, or just or communally, other whatever. than for the brand new person to shadow the thirty year vet yeah, for the next that, six I love months. It, Absolutely, <laughs> spit the truth, man. That's the first step right shadow this person and see what they I do love that, that that's working for them um uh okay so i would say this is be adaptable um yeah be adaptable because it's for certain that things are going to change and what you're doing today and how you're getting clients today may or may not work five years from now so i think the survival to success is not the fittest it is the most adaptable to change to fit your current environment and that's it so just eyes wide open Take that, dude. Yeah. Totally on point. That's it. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. All right. Pleasure Mikey, to be here. Take us out, my dude. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents, butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call, we'll have a chat, we'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.